we're all protecting you. We have we all have protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. I was I so mad. Don't ever breathe. Don't breathe. Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I mean, I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'm not going to see Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravo podcast on the Buttered Pop Network. It's Eddie Estrada here with my co-host and roommate for our Real Housewives of Potomac recap, Kelsey Corley. Kels, how are you doing? I'm great. Potomac, as always, is great. This is part three of the Cayman Island trip. I love how Potomac always kind of ends on a vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we, we just finished season two. We were rewatching season two. Why? You guys will find out soon enough. Something fun, exciting happening with season two of Potomac. Um, a little history for you guys. But wh- they went to Bermuda at mm-hmm. the end of season two. And we actually, when we were taking the notes for this, we were looking over the notes and we were like, oh, well, what happened? Well, I thought they went on the yacht boat with the <laughs> but Japanese But Charisse was mad. Yeah, where's Because Charisse? they went on separate teams. Like, wait, wait, wait. Wait, we got our seasons mixed up. Like, Charisse is not even here anymore. <laughs> Goodbye, Charisse. Uh, we've got Candace instead. Which I love Candace. But yeah, Charisse a great was, addition to Charisse, the show. Charisse was great. So let's talk about what happened on this part three of the Cayman Islands trip, which starts with a bang. Katie is missing MIA in Cayman Islands. No one can find her. This reminded me of when I was on my Cabo trip. I think it was my junior year Cabo trip. And one of our friends went like missing. Everyone was distraught. We had the hotel looking after them. We had everyone freaking out. She had met some guys on the beach from like Canada and they had like a house up in the hills. So she went and partied with them all day and then came back waltzing into the hotel. Like what's everyone freaking out about? I'm like, you were missing. We uh, thought you were dead. We thought, yeah, we it's in Mexico, Cabo. You never know what happens. But that was not the case with Katie. She was straight up gone. Room empty, no bags. No one can figure out what's happening. Giselle and Robin are like, we're detectives. We're going to figure this out. They start going. They find Ashley and Candace. They don't know where she is. Karen hasn't seen her. Karen looks nervous. Karen looks nervous, but she's also like, well, I'm going to get breakfast. Yeah, Karen's like, I need to get food. This is Katie. Uh, They find out through security that Katie's at the airport. I thought that was interesting because we've seen a lot of breaking of the fourth wall this season in this show of Potomac. And we haven't seen that really across any of the other Real Housewives franchises. Yeah, to see a producer come in is like once in a blue moon. And security. I didn't know they had security, but that makes sense. That was hotel security. That was like the that was like the security of the Cayman Islands place. That wasn't their personal security. They the pure the security of the hotel was notified by by production that they were searching. Oh. And production was the ones who actually found Katie and oh. knew Katie was at the airport. And that's why they brought in the producer after to clarify what was going on. Um, because well, they were I like, needed some more clarifying. Yeah. <laughs> so and that's when the producer comes in and is like, she left. She wasn't feeling well, and so she's at the airport now, which also makes me think the producer's definitely the pregnant. Time. Yeah, you think yeah, which definitely lines pregnant, up with which the lines up with the miscarriage. Uh, also, definitely pregnant. Ashley. Ashley. Um, but but back to production. They they tell Giselle and Robin that she wasn't feeling well, and that's why she left. And Giselle immediately is like, physically. 
or mentally. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, this again. And honestly, it was probably both. I also think she was pregnant. I also think production knew the whole time where she was and they were like, holding think, out. I think suspense. the pregnancy comment like sent her over the edge. And she, she was like, completely shit, like, pregnant. yeah. And well, can you imagine thinking about being it. in a custody battle and then be also having to deal with now you're going to have another baby, but you're trying to fight to get your babies you already have back and probably using drugs or at least prescription medication that can't be good either. And then a stressful situation with a creepy boyfriend the who's boyfriend not helping. Also on the phone did not sound like he cared one bit about where Katie was. He's like, oh, she called me and told me she was like, I haven't heard from her. Not like, where is she? Let me text yeah. her. Very weird. Very weird. I don't know. Maybe he was out at the club or something and was like, I don't know where she is. Um, but they know where she is, and Karen's like, well, we're not going to let her ruin our time. Let's go enjoy our day. We're going to move forward. I have my forward. snack. I'm ready to go on the She's like, I'm no longer hangry. Adventure. A hangry uh, huger. I'm ready mm-hmm. to go. And so the ladies go horseback riding, or they're on their way to horseback riding, and they're all talking about what they're doing, and... Ashley will not be horseback riding because she does not believe in using animals for pleasure over, what was the line? Pleasure over utility. Yeah, I thought that was ridiculous and bullshit. And I love Giselle's comment of what about the kangaroo you serve in your restaurant? screamed. We were laughing so hard. Um, But I think the real reason is she already knew she was pregnant. Mm -hmm. Because when you're in your first trimester of pregnancy, you cannot ride a horse because of the dangers of falling off. You know, you, you never know what could happen on the horse. They're very unpredictable. They are big animals, and they're also not that smart, and they're scared of everything because they are prey in the wild. So <laughs> I thought that was the first sign we had that she was pregnant, and lo and behold, later on it's fully revealed. But yeah, I mean, that was when I knew. I mean, we already knew she was pregnant, but that was when I knew. She already knew that. Well, that was the thing. We were watching it, and she makes that comment. And this is before we watched any of the rest of the episode, anything we knew what was going on. And Kelsey, if you guys don't know, is a prized equestrian. <laughs> she rides her horses four times a week? Yeah. Three times? Four times? Four times a week. She's always coming back sweaty from the, from the, <laughs> sweaty from the stables. And yeah. she turns to me, and she goes, Ashley knows she's pregnant. That's why she's not riding the horse. And I was like, what? And then she went into what you just told me. And the listeners about how in your first trimester you're not supposed to you ride horses, and I was like, that could be it. But I don't. I, I think Ashley is just like trying to make a point. Weird. Yeah, weird. Lo and behold, like she's not a vegetarian girl. Come on. Yeah, that whole comment. But the the what about the kangaroos? Yeah. I, ju- I lo- we lost it. That was one of that was classic down in history Giselle as one of the best lines. She's so smart. She's so quick. So quick. <sighs> I love it. Um, well, they all go horseback riding except for Karen. Well, Karen does it for a second and then gets off. She gets spooked. <laughs> she gets she gets spooked by the whole spooked horse and is in lace pants trying to make it through the sand and then through the water. As they were just one play. by one being like, nope, actually get me off. Giselle gets off immediately. I would have much rather been on the horse than in that murky water. Yeah, the water. Like, I would not be climbing through that seaweed. I would want the horse too. They were also just like, no big deal. Let's just run into this. I'm like, uh, there's fish. It looks, like, it looked nasty. Urchins. Like it the water gross. looked gross. I would rather be on horseback. Uh, you know who looked great on horseback? Candace. She did. She was looking amazing this whole episode. 
bikini body on fleek. That's Candace for is sure. Incredible. I am consistently impressed by Candace Dillard and the way that and she... Robin looked beautiful too. I loved her like high cut bedazzled swimsuit. I love a glam moment from Robin since we don't get a lot from her. She's very low key, very much a flip flops kind of girl. So I love to see her in the bedazzled bathing suit, riding horseback in the ocean. That's how I think we should always see her. That's the new way we want to see Robin. So if you don't, we don't see it, Bravo. Keep it off our screens. Uh, then the ladies split up to kind of do their own things. We got Robin, Karen, and Ashley in the caves with bats, which <laughs> I've told you before. The name bat comes from bird rat. If you want to know what they are, <laughs> stay away. <laughs> Brats, brat bats, bird rats. Think about it, y'all. Stay away from bats. I'm, I have a big fear of rats because uh, rats and bats. You have a fear of bats and a love of guano. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I do like guano in my coffee sometimes uh-huh. you know keeps you up keeps you going but that's scary because I've always had like this irrational fear of vampires uh, and I'm just I'm sure they're gonna just suck all the blood out of me even though most bats are drink fruit not and I don't yeah think they, they drink the fruit right up yeah <laughs> they, they know they like suck out the fruit they, they don't... eat bugs and they eat they don't <laughs> suck out the fruit they just straight up eat the fruit oh really they're actually really cute when you see them close up but if I, I would not want to be in a cave with them flying all over me to poop or screech or whatever yeah, I don't know don't bring one into the house either you're like no I would I, no, no, I would never do that thank god you can trust on that <laughs> I would never do that no, no brat bats brat no, rat rats in my no house. rodents in the house I can promise you that much the other ladies go underwater in the submarine, which I was watching it. And I was like, oh, this is like the Nemo ride. And Chelsea's like, you've never been in a submarine before. And I was like, only at Disneyland. <laughs> it used to be a ride before the Nemo that was better, but I can't remember what that one was called. But now it's Nemo, which is okay. Uh, but after this whole situation of their in, like adventures, their exp- expedites, or what are they called? Expeditions? Expedites. Mm-hmm. Expeditions. Um they call Monique and Monique is chilling lakeside with her family fishing, which I loved. I loved it too. We've seen her fishing before in season two, which we just watched. We saw her fishing in a maxi dress with her hair done up, makeup fully done, um, golfing in heels. And this season we see her sitting on the dock of the bay with her hair wrapped up <laughs> with a varsity jacket and sweatpants on with the kids like, Hey, you come back here. And I I'm love born. it. I think that's a metaphor for the Monique we're getting this season. Like no frills, completely real Monique. I love Monique. Um, and I love her in this moment. She's like, I know I'm missing a lot. I know I'm missing a whole lot while I'm there. Like the FOMO's real. You know, she does not want to be there. I think that's so I think she doesn't fake. want to be there, but I think she's also kind of like, she's part like, of her is like, thank God I got the time off, basically. Like, now I get to just hang out with my kids. I'm ready to pop. I don't want to deal with this these women's crap. You don't think part of her is missing out on the drama? I would. I don't know. I don't think she is. She's pregnant, Eddie. She's I'm, baking a baby. Hey, like she's, Sometimes I eat real good at Chipotle, and I feel <laughs> pregnant, too. I'm sitting on the dock of the bay. And you're still ready to spread that goss? Mm-hmm. I'm ready. Uh, you want the drama? Word vomit <laughs> before I vomit. Oh, God. Uh, but let's... But Giselle on the phone tells Monique that Ashley and Katie got into it because they tell about, talk about how Katie left. Mm-hmm. And Giselle's like, well, it was after Ashley and Katie had, a cho- had choice words yeah. with each other, trying to put the blame on Ashley 
for Katie leaving, mm-hmm. which we were talking about. We think it was Robin's actual yeah, comment about the pregnant. <laughs> so it was a completely different thing from what we were actually, uh, what she thinks. But Ashley's like, no, I'm not taking responsibility for this. This isn't my fault. Katie's grown and she made this decision on her own to leave, which mm-hmm. I completely agree with. I agree. It's not Ashley's fault at all for Katie leaving. But Ashley definitely didn't make it fun for Katie to be no. there. Well, I mean, Katie straight up said it the first night. They asked her, are you having fun? She's like, not really. Like, yeah. She's like, I hate it here. Probably because she was pregnant and getting yelled at. Yeah, and feeling not- horrible and moody and like yeah. bloated, which we saw. Everyone's Poor bloated. girl. <sighs> Poor, all these women. I'm bloated now. I just shoveled it in. I know you did. I watched <laughs> you. Um, but then, just all starts to play the blame game again. And she's like, well, if it wasn't you, it was Karen. Because Karen <laughs> was the one who saw her the night before, mm-hmm. the last person. And Karen's like, whoa, 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 hold up. Kitty did not even let me in her room. She was yeah. blocking the door. And then she she's like, she was in travel gear? <laughs> she was in travel gear and you didn't tell us? Oh, like, yeah. Giselle, like, let it go. Yeah, Giselle's like, yeah, because Karen's like, she was in a puffy jacket and all this stuff. And she's like, so she was getting ready to leave and you didn't tell us? <laughs> do you think like, <laughs> Do you think Giselle like panicked because Katie left and she's like, I just need to create some drama. We need to have a storyline. Katie's gone. The Ashley, Katie drama is going to be kiboshed. Like, I got to keep this going. Yeah, Candace and, Candace and like, Ashley made up. I'll fight with Karen. No, no, that's not working. Okay, I'll fight with Ashley. <laughs> yeah, she's like, we got to figure out something. And then... um. And then we end up getting into like the second fight of the whole trip, which is actually going to be Ashley versus Karen. But before we jump into that, I got to talk real quick about Karen controlling her man's kiss. Oh, which God. Which we find at the dinner table. This scene is part of the reason I love Karen. I, th- it was this scene and the oyster scene earlier. I love like sexual Karen, which Disgusting. is so weird. It's going to be part of the LaDom commercial. I just know oh, it. She's going to be like... Doing that, like... Oh, my God. Drinking the perfume, like Drinking that. the perfume with, like, the taco tongue. You know. Not everyone can do a taco tongue. You can do it. We I both can. can. Cool. It's a genetic trait. Only certain people can do it. Tongue rolling isn't for everyone. So, you got... some. not everyone can control their man's kiss. Like Karen Hoover can. I can also blow bubbles. Tongue the other tongue. women's faces were priceless. They were all so grossed out, but dying. They loved it. I think they loved it, Loki. They were like, this woman is crazy. I think they were just cracking up. I, I need a Karen Huger in my life. I need her to teach me her tips so that I can have an Indian um, African uh, wedding anniversary. <laughs> an exotic re- theme. In, in my exotic to resized home. Uh, I don't downsize. I resize, honey. Uh, so then let's get into Ashley and Karen because they get into a fight. Uh, because Karen has to let Ashley know that she needs Michael to be vindicated and dismissal is not vindication because the court case was dismissed yeah. at this point. But, but that like, could mean many things. That could yes. mean he settled the case out of court for a financial sum. There could have been not enough evidence. The um, defendant, not defendant, the accuser could have been um, scared away from pursuing. I'm going to bet he got paid off, allegedly. I, I would agree the same. It's my but, conspiracy theory. But Karen has the same questions as you. And Karen thinks the same thing. She's like, something happened that this case was dismissed for. And we haven't had the jury and decide. Yeah, they all end up going in on her. They're like, on the Fox 5 interview, he oh, said. Yeah. So Karen is, yeah, Karen's explaining to Ashley um, that 
by her being upset with Michael does not mean that she's upset with Ashley, that she's pushing the two apart. And the reason she's upset with Michael is because in her past, as we know, we literally just watched season two. She was raped in college Mm -hmm. and this greatly affected her life as it has many people that this has happened to. Um, and so this is a personal situation for her because she is seeing the point of view from the man who was touched by Michael. And like you said, they all start going in Candace, Karen, they all are like Ashley on the Fox interview. Mm -hmm. Michael said he admitted that there was contact. contact. The contact, the admitted contact was non-consensual according to the cameraman. Thus he had non-consensual sexual contact with this man. And they haven't seen the footage, but they know what Michael said. And what Michael said is what on the Fox five interview is what was on the footage, which was the guy said, don't do that. And he said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It won't happen again. And they had the same questions we do of why would anyone say that if you're just bumping into them? Exactly. There was clearly some intent there. So I think with, what we saw in the unseen footage, plus what we hear now and what we saw in that Fox interview, I think Michael did it. I do think, as you said, that there was some sort of payoff. But I'm with Karen on this. Karen cannot trust Michael because there are still questions out there. She does not have to be friends with Michael to be team Ashley. And that's what she tries to explain to her. Well, I think also to think of it like Karen and Ashley are basically coworkers and you don't have to like your coworker's husband. Exactly. But she can support Ashley and what she does, even if that's with Michael. But she and she will film. Well, I think what she meant was, and I will film with you. <laughs> she was like, I will tolerate you. Um, but no, I mean, I'm with, I'm a hundred percent with Karen. Team Karen. Yes. Um, and Giselle tells Karen, she's like, I think you were right, but I think your delivery was wrong. And Mm -hmm. I think how you handled it was wrong, but you need to go apologize to Ashley. Um, and so Ashley and Karen end up talking, uh, and Ashley's like, well, you know, you, I feel like this is kind of not real because, you know, you didn't reach out to me directly to talk about this. You didn't reach out directly to me to offer support during this time when, your parents died. I mm-hmm. was reaching out directly to you. Like I was there for you, by the way, Ashley, that's maybe one time in a blue moon that Ashley has been there for yeah. someone. So I'm not buying this. Ashley, you were excuse. making fun of her husband's wrinkled up balls. Yeah. Like you, your husband doesn't have any. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I feel like this is Ashley trying to be like, well, like this is why I'm upset. She's Ashley's always trying to find She's ways. She's trying to, to play the, the victim. Situation. Yeah. Recently. Because of this situation, she's trying to find any way to flip the script. Like, poor Ashley, poor Michael were victims and not like we are victimizing people. <laughs> exactly. I think, I think that's, that's exactly what's going on because Ashley realized she's in a really weird place, especially with what's going on in the world right now. And this is a conversation yeah, that's it was, not It couldn't just be like, a worse time to have allegations against you. Exactly. If this happened five years ago, she probably would have been like, It oh. might have been swept under the rug by exactly. Bravo even. They might yeah. not have aired anything. You never know. But because of the Me Too movement, it had such an impact in our yeah. culture. And it, you, who knows what this season of Potomac or a lot of our TV shows would look like without that. Oh, 100%. There's, you know, there's a lot of shows I mean now in Bravo and this is front and center because it has to be. This has to be a conversation we need to have. And I think this is even one step further because, you know, it's not what we've been seeing in the media where it's, you know, male on female 
um, abuse allegations. This is a male on male abuse mm-hmm. allegation. I think that's really important too. We, you almost never ever see that besides the John Travolta situation. There's like, Oh, I guess. And Kevin Spacey while the list is growing, but it's, that's also uncommon to see. And it's important to see that men can be victims too. Yeah. And I think, and I think that's really important that Bravo did this. And I think that's really important that, I mean, show aside, drama aside, I think it's really important that they're telling the story because a lot of victims and especially male victims are afraid to come forward and afraid to speak up because it is so stigmatized, stigmatized because, you know, if you are, you know, abused, it's like, Oh, are you gay? And like all the connotations Mm -hmm. that go on with that. And it's like, move past that because that doesn't mean anything abuse. And the, the idea that as not, a man, yeah. you should somehow be able to protect yourself as if yeah. men don't freeze up in the situation, just like some women do. Yeah. So I think it's very important. I'm very happy. They're um, talking about this on the show. Um, and honestly, you know, I think Karen nailed it. Yeah. We stand on the with Karen. Head. Consent yeah. is everything. Consent is everything. That's, you know, she said, you know, if you, you don't ask, you can't get the ass. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> Just don't even try. But, yeah, Ashley's kind of digging herself into this hole. But she makes one last attempt to come out of it with a final storyline, which we already knew. So the ladies yeah. get back from Bahamas. Everyone's made up with each other. Katie's still in my She's not going to be coming to the reunion. But, you know, Ashley has to go to the bathroom and uh, take a pregnancy test because... And she, okay, no. when she comes out of that bathroom, she's already smiling. This is before she supposedly got the results. That scene was so fake because she knew she was pregnant. Oh, 100%. She knew exactly that she was pregnant before, during the, she took mm-hmm. that pregnancy test before she got onto that yeah, horse. Definitely. And I don't think she was drinking that night either. So I, we knew it's not going to yeah. be, guys, it's not a to be continued. Ashley Darby's pregnant. You, yeah, you've we seen, all we've seen I mean, we've all, we all Sorry. knew, but like we, kn- we know here too. You've seen the kid. He's been all over social media. She's posted him time and again. It's but, another house elf in the family. So, I mean, it's really not going to be shocking to you guys that this pregnancy test is going to come back positive. Um, I'm sad because next episode is the finale. I know. It's a bummer one like a good Real Housewives show ends you're like no film year round don't ever stop airing the show I just I the only good thing about this ending is that the reunion is on the horizon yes the reunion's gonna be great I Andy says it's fantastic I mean I don't put it past these ladies at Potomac no. to these make women it a always rise reunion. to the occasion they are they, they they're some of our best out there they are on the forefront Defending this housewives nation like no other. <laughs> These the are front the front line. Front line. No, the front line always dies first. I don't want to put them on the front line. I want them. No, to be the like front the line is the front line is the one out there, and they're the ones putting themselves on the line for everyone else. True. Dorit is in an office somewhere, clicking and clacking papers. on some keys, while Giselle is front and center, <laughs> knifing some bitches. You got just little knives and some bitches, but she's Dorit got the blood spray. Pushing papers in the Pentagon. Yeah, <laughs> kills me. Hey, we support Giselle. We are Team Karen. Ashley, you got some explaining to do. But if you guys, I'm don't... just Team Potomac in general. These women have great chemistry. They work together amazing. I can't wait for non-pregnant Monique. And I also think they are the prettiest cast. Mm-hmm. Even if their fashion sense um, leaves a little something to be desired. Hey. 
you can have great face and bad clothes and I'll still want to watch you on TV. I agree. I agree. Like you can fix your wardrobe. You cannot Can't fix, fix your face. Well, look hey. at Dorit. I guess you can <laughs> fix your face. All right. Well, if you guys don't want to miss our finale recap, our reunion recaps for Potomac, our OC coverage, we're going to be starting Dallas soon. Make sure you guys are subscribed wherever you're listening, whether that's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. If you guys want to get even more hot and bravoed, we have our Patreon at patreon.com slash H-O-T in B-R-A-V-O-D. You'll get extra podcasts there, plus exclusive things that no one else will get. So check that out if you're a huge fan. If you guys want to follow us on social media, Instagram and Twitter, at H-O-T in B-R-A-V-O-D. That's at hot and bravoed. Kelsey, how can people find you? It's a mystery. It's a mystery just like Katie Ross Wiggs and her disappearance from Cayman Islands. And if you guys want to follow me on Twitter and Instagram, I'm at Eddie underscore Estrada. We will see you guys next time.